0: We welcome you to the
1: 2B1 SportsCast with your starting lineup, Clint, Hauser, and Josh. It's showtime. Welcome everyone to the 2B1 SportsCast. We hope you all had a very Merry Christmas and a New Year's. Um, we have definitely a lot to talk about since we were... Um, off the air for two weeks, kind of get a little break for the Christmas and New Year's holiday. Um, With all of that happening, let's get right to it. Uh, First, we want to dive into uh, NCAA football. We'll talk about um, Utah and BYU and their bowl games and what our thoughts were on those two games in particular. Um, Just kind of giving you a rundown. BYU played UAB for the Independence Bowl. Um, and unfortunately, it wasn't the way that they wanted it to go. And same thing with the, the University of Utah playing the Ohio State in the Rose Bowl, the granddaddy of them all. Um, both teams didn't, and the result end result wasn't what each, to, each team hoped it would become. So, guys, I want to get each of your thoughts. Clint, I'll start off with you since you're wearing the BYU shirt uh, today. Um, let's get started with the BYU game in particular. Um, the against UA being the Independence Bowl. What are your thoughts?
0: Yeah, I got to uh, rep my Cougars, even though that game was not a fun game. Uh, my wife and I were actually Christmas shopping uh, at the time, so I was kind of watching the score, so I didn't watch really watch the game until the last little bit. Uh, but it was a little disappointing. I mean, there was all the talk about us, you know, not getting a good bowl, you know, 13th seed in the nation and missing out on, you know, a bigger bowl game and having to play in the Independence Bowl and play UAB that were playing not even a worthy opponent and all that stuff. And UAB came out and wanted the game more than BYU did. And they played that way the whole game. And uh, even when, you know, BYU, that last uh, drive, BYU was... Driving down the field, Nukura catches it, gets the ball knocked out, and they call the fumble. Uh, I've watched it a few times, and uh, I don't think I think don't think he ever had the ball. Like I don't think he had possession. But there wasn't even a review or anything, so turned it over to UAB, and then UAB ran the clock out. So I mean, I just don't think the Cougars came out to play. They, they they were caught up in their own heads about the fact that they didn't feel like they should even be playing in this bowl game. I think... Uh, I don't know. I just don't think we, we showed up to play. And I guess the committee, the selection committee was right that we didn't deserve a bigger bowl game, you know, because we couldn't even win the lowly Independence Bowl, as everyone was calling it. So... Uh, kudos to UAB. They came out and played hard, got a, you know, the first, uh, bull win in program history and just, you know, really good for them and they have a good program. And for the Cougars, it's, you know, on to the next year, you know, and, uh, it's hard to see. Uh, I thought Tyler Ardio would stay another year, but, um, I can see that, you know, he has the talent to be in the NFL. And so, uh, we'll see what happens. You know, Jaron Hall will be back next year and, uh, uh, Baylor Romney is also uh, entering the transfer portal. I think uh, I know he left the program, so it'll be an interesting year next year, but, you know, that's for the Cougars. It's got to uh, just move on to next year at this point. So
1: do you think having Jaron Hall would have made a difference?
0: I think it could have, but I still just don't think BYU came to play. They just, they were two in their own heads. The uh, Ed Lamb was talking in an interview before like a day before the game and said that it didn't seem like we had enough urgency in practice and I think that brought right over into the game. And so it could have I think Jaron Hall could have been a a you know a big game changer, but Romney didn't play that bad either, so I don't know. But, you know, what can you do?
2: Yeah, I mean First off, UAB played great. You got to give them the credit where credit's deserved. Like, good job for them. Great, you know, first bowl win for their college. I think that's awesome. I, I don't know. BYU always plays to level their competition. This time, they obviously played worse than their competition. They just, they seemed defeated already before coming into the game. I watched it, and you can tell they just weren't the same, wasn't the same hype like they did against like Arizona State or Utah or these bigger games. It was very just, we have to be here because we were told to be here. Not like we get to be here. I don't, I, don't, I mean, either Rodney's okay. I think he, I, I'm sad that he's leaving because I think he still has great potential. And I think either way, him or Darren Hall would, like, they would, push each other to both be great. Um, I don't think it would have made a difference. It might have. Jaren Hall might have brought some energy and he can run the ball, which I feel like there needed to be QB runs just to help with the offense. But really, like, that defense looked terrible. Uh, I don't know. It was just a bad game for BYU. I'm glad that Tyler Algier, Tyler Algier is actually going to the NFL like we saw what happened to the old miss Q- QB and that that's terrible he wanted to play one more game and then gets hurt and now we'll see how it affects his draft so i think for Tyler Algieri, go go get the money like running backs don't last long go get the money when you can i mean he proved his worth so he's going to get a pretty good pay raise here in the NFL
0: the Jets just need to pick him up and he can go play with Wilson again. They need a yeah. ring back.
2: They the Jets need everyone, so the Jets need an offensive
1: line to start out with. Yeah. But, <laughs> but it, I mean, we can talk about I, that Yeah, we I, get to the NFL part. <laughs> I, I agree with Hauser were um I mean Kurt Herbstreit kind of talked about where he mentioned about you know, these players don't really care about the bull game, they're opting out and I mean, I don't blame the players for opting out. I mean, you like Houser said, you look at the old Miss quarterback, I and mean, now he's heard it could affect his draft status. And um but on another note with BYU, it's it's certainly a sad note to end on with the season that they had. They had a great season, they had a great run. Um, they had definitely the talent. I think they can still have the talent moving forward. I mean, they'll have Jaron Hall back, they'll have one of the Nakua brothers, I think, will still be back. Um with the other one, of course, going to the draft, which I wish to I wish them the best of luck. Um but overall, yeah, it's the sense of urgency was not there from the start, not just the start of the game, but just when they arrived um at you know, with pregame stuff and all the activities that they do, they just had no energy. They just had no desire. And it definitely showed. Um but certainly um, A season to look back on with optimism Certainly with next year Coming up with Satake Getting extended Bringing his coaching staff in Having them get extended More money And they're bringing back mostly everyone And they're also bringing in Some new recruits that are Some ballers too um, Not just the 2022 But the 2023 and thereafter So, um, And they,
0: they have a heck of a schedule Next year too might yeah, be they, even better than this
1: year's schedule. So Yeah, so certainly this will this next year, if they stay healthy, that's the key word. If Jaron stays healthy and other players stay healthy, because that was the big thing. Um, you know, the season, Jaron Hall getting hurt for a few games and um, their linebacker, I can't remember his name, getting hurt the first game against Arizona. Um, he got hurt. So I think the big key factor is just them getting healthy. Um, moving on from BYU to now the University of Utah with the granddaddy of them all. Certainly one of my favorite bowl games is the Rose Bowl. Um, I always look at the Rose Bowl as an exciting matchup. It's always going to be, you know, a shootout. Um, I remember USC and Penn State in that game years ago. That was a big game. Um, But again, more context with the Utah, um, the Ohio State game. Um, Utah jumped out to a quick lead um, the first few quarters, and then the second half was basically a completely different story. Where um, the Ohio State basically took care of business the second half, made the adjustments needed. Um, unfortunately, Rising got hurt with the concussion, um, and then they brought in the walk on that, um, to my surprise, scored a touchdown was able was able to tie it. I mean, in the end. Ohio State um, kicked the field goal, which basically sealed them the win. Um, But like I said in the beginning, certainly not the outcome BYU and Utah wanted for each of their bowl games. Um, How's our staff with you with your, since you're in Ohio, um, what do you think of your
2: Buckeyes? I mean, I'm glad they came out the second half and won. (laughs) It, it, watching the first half, they didn't look like they wanted to be there. Um, It felt like they were like, this is it. This is all we get. And I get Ohio State. like, They have a standard of going to the playoffs just because that's what we see. But the Rose Bowl is still such an amazing bowl to go to. And I'm glad that something switched and they were able to play and make it a great game. Like, This is probably one of the best games we've seen out of all the bowl games between Utah and Ohio State, I think Ohio State's quarterback, um, Stroud, CJ Stroud is legit. I think <laughs> he he's good. He's really, really good. And he was making some amazing passes. Like elite quarterback passes that you just can't teach. I mean
1: home homeboy threw for almost 600 yards and six touchdowns. I mean, my gosh. And half of half of those thro- half of those yards were to his receiver Jackson, which he almost brought in 350 yards.
2: Right. I mean, when you don't have your top two receivers and you just have I mean just have like the Smith the Jabba, like they say it so many different ways. Jackson, he oh, man, just a sophomore. he He's gonna have, he's gonna be a stud. That was record breaking right there. I don't know. It, Ohio State defense looked good the second half. Um, it was cool to see Utah, they were kind of diminished on the, cornerback and they had Bernard their running back playing cornerback. And he actually did pretty well, I would say. And then that um Phillips Guy, Phillips the 3rd, their other cornerback, that was committed to Ohio State then decommitted, went to Utah. He had a heck of a game too, but there were some passes that they were unguardable and we saw that this game and I don't know. I if you're an Ohio State fan, this gives you hope for next year, Utah fans. You still have a good team. I just hopefully you can come back healthier, fill those corner cornerback spots, which Utah always does. They always have a solid defense, and come out and win the Pac-12 again. But I don't know. Great game, probably my favorite game to watch.
0: How about that second quarter though? There was a th- in a three minute stretch there was five touchdowns scored like when does that happen and it would have been six if the guy hadn't fumbled right at the goal line uh, for Ohio State like it was just insane like this is the best bowl game that has been played so far like we're gonna get to it in a minute but it was so much better than any of the playoff games like this was a good game uh, it was unfortunate they're rising. Got injured towards the end, but then uh, Bryson Barnes, Josh alluded to it. The walk-on. If you didn't know, Bryson is actually from Milford, Utah. Uh, played two A football just a year ago. Like, uh, if you don't know where, if any of you listening don't know where Milford is, it's you know it's down in southern Utah, and uh, it's actually in my region uh, where I uh, we played one A basketball against them all the time. So that's pretty crazy. When I heard, um, when I saw a tweet about it, him being from Milford, um, I actually know his brother. I I ran track and played basketball against his brother, so that's kind of insane. And he comes and plays in, gets a couple snaps in the Rose Bowl, and threw a touchdown pass. So that's pretty cool. Uh, But yeah, this uh, I agree with Hauser. Like Ohio State didn't look like they, they kind of were like BYU, where they were like, we felt like we should be somewhere else than being here, but they're in the Rose Bowl, you know, and two of your best receivers opt out of the game, you know. And so for a long time, I thought Utah was going to win this game. Uh, But Ohio State, you know, ends up pulling it out uh, with a field goal. Uh, It was kind of cool to see Britton Covey get a kickoff return for a touchdown in his final game as a Ute. Uh, He's done that so many times in his career. And it'll be interesting. That, I mean, BYU, BYU and – oh, go hey, ahead. Hey,
2: Clint, that was actually his first kickoff return for a touchdown. He's had several punt returns for a touchdown. Oh, yeah. the, were He's those punt returns? Punt. Oh, yeah, okay. kick yeah. return. Yeah, that I'll was his first two kick confused. return one. <laughs> no, I, I thought yeah, that was cause cool. Because
0: the, the Oregon one was a punt return, huh? Okay. Right.
2: Well, we all yeah. – I mean, you see Brent Covey, you always think – any return is going to be great. So I thought he's had several. And then I read that it was his first one, which was really cool to see his first be his last game. So. And in the Rose bowl against. And Houston, in the Rose bowl. Yeah.
0: Who played in the national championship game last year. So pretty cool. So, yeah. And it'll just be interesting to Utah. I think rising is a rising star and he's going to be very good for them in the next couple of years. And are and Utah don't meet for a few more years. So it'll be interesting to see how those two programs, you know, play the next couple of years, especially coming both off of three point losses in their bowl games. And
1: I mean, when you look at it, it's good. Ry- Rising will be a senior. Hall will be a senior, I believe. Um, I know rising, he's only a sophomore. So two years they're going to play again. And then, yeah, I think Hall's a sophomore still. And so, um he'll be a senior, so that'll just be a good matchup overall but Clint, you talked about national championships, so let's transition now to um the two big games um over the weekend the semifinals for the national championship uh we have our we had our the first game was Alabama versus Cincinnati, and then we had Georgia and Michigan, which i had I had hopes for Cincinnati and Michigan. But they let me down. Alabama and Georgia showed who they were. Um, no surprise, Alabama beat Cincinnati twenty-seven to six, um, and then Georgia beat Michigan thirty-four to eleven. So it's certainly a reminder that, basically, letting the whole world know that Alabama um, and Georgia are legit. I'm certainly excited for the matchup, the rematch, I should say. From the SEC title game that was only played, um, you know, weeks ago. And so now we'll be able to get that again. But I want to get your guys' thoughts and opinions as far as what you saw from both of the games. How's it all start off with you?
2: I mean, it, they weren't good games. <laughs> it's unfortunate Cincinnati just didn't come out. I mean, they kind of came out, but Alabama just adjusted well, showed us why Alabama's Alabama. And then Georgia came out and just showed us they are they should be the number one team, and there's just a curse of Alabama looming over their head in the SEC championship. <laughs> but maybe Michigan, they look bad. It wasn't like Georgia. I mean, Georgia looked really, 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 really good, and they showed us why they have the number one defense in the nation. They also made Michigan's defense look bad, which was impressive. Um, that's really much, this, this not much more to say those games are terrible. And I, I really hope this national championship game is a lot better than the sec championship and Georgia comes out and their defense comes out and plays well. And their offense plays well and they keep it close and it's, you know, a three-point game like it was uh, for Ohio State-Utah. I don't know. I think Georgia's going to come back and win the national championship. That's that's going to – I'm already saying now. Georgia's going to come back and win it. I said they're going to win the national championship from the beginning. I think Georgia has more reason behind it. They have a little bit more – motivation to win this national championship than Alabama does.
0: Yeah. What a disappointment. I, I was hoping, I mean, after the Alabama and Cincinnati game, I was like, okay, I can see that, you know, Alabama, you know, we've all chose Cincinnati to win that game. And at first I thought, you know, after Alabama went down and scored, I was like, Oh crap, they're going to just run through Cincinnati. But then Cincinnati got down there and I was like, Oh, maybe they can score. They get a field goal. And then the rest of the game, Alabama just pretty much controlled the game. Uh, there was a moment where I thought everything was going to change for Cincinnati. And that's when uh, Alabama's one of Alabama's receivers or whoever that was that fumbled the, ki- the punt return uh, right near the goal line. And I really was hoping Cincinnati would jump on that. And if they had, that could have changed the whole game. They were only down seven at that point. And that was in the third quarter. But... Alabama then, you know, just kind of finished off the game. And then I was like, okay, Georgia-Michigan will be a much better game. Like, those two were more evenly matched. And then Georgia came out and said, yeah, we should be number one in the nation. We should not have got beat by Alabama. We just, you know, like played kind of not very good in that game. And they got, we're getting what everybody wants. Most people. I didn't want it. But most people want the Alabama-Georgia rematch. And this isn't only a rematch of the SEC championship game. It's also a rematch of a national championship game a few years back. I don't know what year that was. And Georgia, if you remember in that game, had a huge lead. Don't know what it was, but I know it was pretty big. And then Alabama came back and won in overtime. So they have extra, extra motivation in this game. And so I agree with Hauser. Uh, I think Georgia's going to win this game. And I think they're going to come out and beat Alabama pretty well. I think it'll be probably a good game, close game for the most part. But I think in the end, Georgia is just – they've got more motivation to win this game, especially with everything that's happened this year. And I really hope they do because I don't like Alabama and I want a new champion. So –
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm specifically disappointed for Michigan. I mean, riding off two two high games, uh, I mean, beating um, Ohio State finally and winning the Big Ten, um, you know, I had some hope that Michigan, this would be their year to compete for the national championship. And then they decide to lay an egg against Georgia. I mean, not to discredit Georgia, they're a great team, one of the best defenses I've ever seen. I mean, they held their quarterback to 130 yards, and they held the running to almost forty yards, and that just goes to show how good Georgia's defense is. And I agree with the both of you. Um, this is a this certainly is a revenge game for Georgia. Georgia and Alabama have a p- past um, matchups, whether if it's the SEC title game or the Cotton Bowl playoffs. Um, Alabama's won most of those matchups recently, and so. Um, I think the big factor is, of course, Georgia's defense actually showing up and containing um, Bryce Young, and as well as um, if their quarterback continues to struggle. As I'm talking about Georgia specifically. Will Smart make the move to go switch quarterbacks? I mean, we looked at, you know, Clint messaged the game, the national title game a few years ago with Alabama and Georgia. Jalen Hurts started, didn't really throw the ball that well. Um, And Nick Saban decided to make a gutsy move to put in Tua in. And I actually saw a documentary a few few days ago um, about Bill Belichick and Nick Saban, the the art of coaching. And Nick Saban talked about this situation in particular. He said, I knew going into the game that if Jalen Hurts struggled, we'd make the change to Tua. And sure enough, Jalen struggled and Tua got in. So certainly an exciting matchup to see with Georgia and Alabama, and we all hope that Georgia wins. Um, Now let's transition to the NFL, going from the NCAA to now NFL. Um, Let's talk about, um, you know, the playoff situation as a whole. Just to give you guys a brief rundown of how the spots are so far. Um, When you look at the NFC, Green Bay locked in the the first seed, so they have home field advantage in the first round by. Um, down we go the list. Now, um, some of the teams I'm going to mention here, um, have already clinched a spot. That's the Rams, the Buccaneers, the Cowboys, the Cardinals, and the Eagles have both clinched a spot, um, to the teams that are fighting for a spot are my 49ers and the saints. Um, when we go to the AFC, um, the number one seed is still up for grabs. Um, we have the right now, as it stands, the Titans are the number one seed, Chiefs are second then the Bengals then the Bills then the Patriots and then the final two spots that are up for grabs which currently hold right now the Colts are six Chargers are seven and the Raiders and the Steelers both have a chance to get a playoff spot um let's talk specifically about each each conference having those two positions open so let's talk about the AFC first um so we have the Colts, the Chargers, the Raiders, and the Steelers. Both have an opportunity to get a playoff spot. Um, guys, as you see it right now, who do you think has the more likelihood um, of getting those final two spots? Um, Clint, I'll start off with you.
0: So here's the crazy thing. The Chargers and Raiders play Monday, uh, Sunday night. Whoever wins that game is into the playoffs. So there's one spot right there already taken by one of those two teams. And then you've got the Colts, the Ravens, and the Steelers. Uh, It's hard to – Baltimore and Pittsburgh both need lots of things to happen in order for them um, to make it in. Uh, The Steelers need um, to win. I think they play, who do they play? Uh, I knew this earlier. Pittsburgh plays the Ravens, the Ravens. Oh, well, there you go. That's, that's huge. They need to win and they need the, the Colts to lose and the Raiders and Chargers to avoid a tie. Uh, and they're in. Baltimore has to win um, over Pittsburgh, and it needs losses from the Chargers, Colts, Dolphins, and Cleveland. So they need losses from two teams that aren't even in the playoffs, which Hauser was talking to me about earlier, and I was like, that's kind of crazy. And then obviously Vegas just needs to beat L.A., or L.A. needs to beat Vegas in order for – uh, them to get in. So I personally believe, and we'll get to our picks later, but I think the Raiders are going to beat the Chargers and they're going to get in. Uh, and then the Colts, who do the Colts play? The Jags. Uh, the Jags. So the Colts just need to win. And I think, I don't think they're going to lose to the Jags. And so I think it's going to be in uh, the Colts and the Raiders, the last two in in the AFC uh, after Sundays
2: done, I mean, yeah, it's it's kind of cool to see like the games that need to be played and won are kind of the teams that are playing to each other. So it's like win or be done, and that's kind of like really cool because I feels like. It's just going to be a playoff game, basically. Like this next week is just going to be a bunch of playoff games for these teams that are still competing. Even for like Tennessee, Kansas City, the Bengals, like even the Patriots can still be the number one. They're five right now. But if the search, like people lose and all that, they can be number one. So it's just crazy to see how close the race is for the American Football League. Um, Colts are gonna win they should they should should win and and even if they play bad, not to say like team should throw the game, but Jacksonville should just throw the game take <laughs> take it so they can you know get the first round again and just restart, but
1: take whatever pride they have left and just go with it
2: right. I don't know. I, I It would be cool to see Big Ben win and go into the playoffs one more time, but I just don't see the Colts losing. And, yeah, they're not going to be over L.A. or Las Vegas. So I don't know. I have the Chargers better than the Raiders, but we'll see. Yeah,
1: I think with my picks, the Colts are – heaven forbid if the Colts lose this game against the Jags, I mean – they did play Jacksonville midway through the season and barely got out of that game, and they were at Indianapolis. Um, I mean, um, so, I mean, the Colts theoretically should win and get into the playoffs, um, but that final spot, that's going to be fun to see because, I mean, we have the Chargers and the Raiders. It's the final
0: game, too, of <laughs> the regular season. That's the crazy thing. We're already going to know if the Colts are in, you know, or not. Yeah. I mean, so who knows? The Jags, it all comes down to that game.
1: Because who knows? The jag the Jags may come out and be like, you know what? We're going to give it all we got, final game of the year. You know, we had a crap situation with Urban Meyer and all that situation. So they could be like, you know what? Let's go out with the bang. Let's get this win and just go home. So anything can happen. Um, but I mean, theoretically, the Colts should win. Um, the Chargers and the Raiders, that's going to be... That's literally the game because, I mean, when you look at the Colts win, then Baltimore and Pittsburgh are out. Like, they're done. Um, and so, basically, whoever – basically, whoever wins this game, the Chargers and the Raiders, are going into the playoffs. Like, there's no situation where um, – I mean, if one team wins, then, you know, the other team – like, both of them are just not going home. One of them is going to get in no matter what. So that's probably the most exciting game that we'll see from the AFC. Um, and they are playing at Vegas. And so, I mean, this is a hard this is a hard pick. Um, I'll probably just get to my pick later. <laughs> um, but let's go into the NFC. So, I mean, maybe the two spots that we have left are... It's either going to be the 49ers or uh, the Saints. So... When we look at these two matchups. um,
0: I just want to know how you feel, Josh. Because the Saints are playing the Falcons. And the Rams are playing. And the 49ers are playing the Rams. And because the Cardinals beat the Cowboys last week. It forces the Rams to have to win this game to win their division. So, like, I mean, obviously both teams are playing for a lot. So the 49ers, all they have to do is win and they're in. Even if. New Orleans wins.
1: Yeah. I mean, How how do
0: you feel about that, Josh?
1: You know what? Thanks a lot to Carolina Panthers for nothing. I was hoping the Panthers would come out with a win against the Saints because if the Saints would have lost, the 49ers would have been in, like no matter what, Um, whether if they're the sixth or the seventh seed. Um, So now we're in a predicament where um, the 49ers are playing the Rams at home I mean, when we played them in San Francisco, we blew them out, which I was surprised. Um, and so, I mean, <laughs> we're playing against the Rams. I mean, Aaron Donald, Vaughn Miller, Jalen Ramsey. I just hate going up against that defense. I mean, both Hauser and I know how it feels to play up against that defense twice twice a season. Um, and then we have the Saints and the Falcons. Um, which, I mean, when you look at this matchup here, I mean, both the Saints and the Falcons are kind of there neck and neck with the record. I mean, the Saints have one game over the Falcons. Um, and so the predictor says the Saints have a better chance of winning this game. Um, and certainly, I mean, it looks like that. I mean, um, when you have Taysom Hill, who's been balling of late, Um, and they have Alvin Kamara and they have that defense as well. Um, and then the way the Falcons have been playing, it's hit and miss. You don't know what we're going to get from the Falcons. (laughs) Um, I mean, Matt Ryan can have a great game, um, and he could have a terrible game. And so, I mean, certainly the saints are, you know, have a better matchup here against the Falcons, but, uh, (laughs) a big factor is going to be if Jimmy Garoppolo plays I and mean, there's no indication, at least that's what I've seen, um, that Jimmy Garoppolo is going to play because he has a thumb injury, which at the end of the season, they said that he's going to have to get surgery on the thumb. They're saying they can still play, but at the end he's going to need to have surgery. So, um, I mean, looking at the matchup with the 49ers and the Texans, I mean, they played against the Texans, one of the worst teams in the league. Um, uh, Trey Lance struggled a little bit, but then he started getting in his groove. Um, And so the big factor with the 49ers and Rams game for me um, is, can their defense contain um, Matthew Stafford? Um, My concern with the 49ers defense is their corners. They don't have the best corners in the league. And um, so that worries me a little bit, but they get pressure on Matthew Stafford when he's getting into pressure, he's uncomfortable. And whether if he's with Detroit or LA, he feels uncomfortable. Um, And then of course the offensive line having to deal with Aaron Donald and all those guys. Um, To be honest, I'm a little nervous. Um, Like I said, I was hoping Carolina would beat the saints last week. So that way it can kind of secure the 49er spot. But Now it's different. So um, mainly because the Saints are playing the Falcons and the Falcons, you don't know what you're going to get. So
0: crazy thing here too is Josh, is these games are being played at the same time. So the 49ers can't really scoreboard watch or be like, oh, Saints already lost. So we're in, we can just rest our players, you know? Yeah. It's like, it's going on at the same time. So 49ers just have to win. And they yeah. like, that's the thing here. So, but then like we mentioned, the Rams could win the division too with a win, you know, and put them, I think if they win this game, they'll be second in the NFC.
1: Yeah, they'll so. be second. And so, I mean, if you have the Rams win- winning, then there's going to be Green Bay at one, then the Rams, um, the... The Bucks, I think they still have the third seed because they beat the Cowboys at the beginning of the year. So basically, technically, they have that right over them, even if they did lose. Um, the Cowboys, um, I mean, if they lose to the Eagles, then that basically knocks them down to the fifth seed if the Cardinals beat the Seahawks. So, I mean, there's a lot of moving pieces here. And certainly, you know, having that home field certainly does help, um, in some cases. So, um, overall, just the two conferences are going to be a fun matchup to watch. Um, how's your, your last thoughts and you can even kind of squeeze in your thoughts on your Seahawks so far.
2: I mean, there's not much to say about the Seahawks move on. We'll come out next year. (laughs) um, for the last seed of the, the NFC, I think the Saints are in a better spot than the, the Niners. Just due to everything you're talking about. The Niners have to play a really good team. The Saints have to play <laughs> Matt Ryan. <laughs> Depends on the day. Falcons. I think the Saints are... If the Saints win, I don't think I don't think Forty Niners are going to win. I know they beat the the Rams once. I just don't think with this much on the line. I don't think you beat the Rams again, even without Jimmy. Like you won't have Jimmy G. Trey Lance is he's okay. He's he's not as good as the hype was at the beginning of the year, but I, I just don't see the Forty ers pulling this one off. Unfortunately. Yeah, you do have Bosa, and I think he'll be a factor, but I don't know. Aaron Donald is still... <laughs> I've I played the Rams defense too many times to, like, go against them. Yeah, certainly. And, I mean, even, I mean, even if the Saints
1: lose and the 49ers lose, the 49ers are still in the playoffs, but we get the seventh seed if the Eagles win against the Cowboys. So, I... Th- even though I mentioned where teams are in the seeds, um, there's still a lot of moving parts based on, you know, each of these teams as they win or lose. And so, um, overall... Before we move a, on, Josh, yeah. I do
0: not know if you were moving on. Let's talk just a second about the Titans, you know, having a chance to secure the one seed without Derrick Henry. And also, I, just, I actually just got a notification, and I didn't know this, so I went and looked it up. Derrick Henry is going to practice this week.
1: Yeah, so I, that's I, huge I heard I heard a thing where, I mean, they didn't officially declare Derrick Henry out for the whole year because they kind of threw in there as like if the Titans make the playoffs and at the time they're like, well, without Derrick Henry, they're not going to make the playoffs. And sure enough, they're the one seed. And so um, the Titans are certainly a scary team if Derrick Henry comes back. Um. And also, you can throw in Dupree, but I just read like a few hours ago that Dupree got into an incident um, that is now having to deal with a legal issue. So we don't know if he's going to just be suspended or what. I don't know what that situation is, but um, but overall, yeah, the Titans are certainly a scary team. I mean, really, you look at some of these teams in the AFC; they're all scary. I mean, the Chiefs are have been play, playing, you know, great. The Bengals, they. Their team that came out of nowhere. The I mean the Bills are still in there. The Patriots are still in there. The Colts are one of the best teams as of late in the second half of the season. Um, Remember so, I mean,
0: when we titled an episode talking about how the Chiefs were bad?
1: And now they're great. And ever
0: since then they've only lost one game, so
2: Yeah, so. <laughs> it's oh, certainly hard. Hold up. I don't think the Chiefs are that great. Like, yeah, they've won most of their games. They've had a few like lucky breaks, like playing the Packers without Aaron Rodgers and all that fun stuff. But I don't think the Chiefs are as dangerous as they used to be. They're beatable. They're- oh yeah,
0: no, I wasn't saying that. I was just saying mm-hmm. that you know I don't think the Chiefs are bad.
1: Well, yeah, when you look like when you look at, at the last, they were. Yeah, when you look at the the second half, they definitely half of the season, are Giants bad. Yeah. I mean, they almost <laughs> lost to the Giants. Or
2: Jaguars, bad. <laughs>
1: <laughs> they almost lost to the Giants. They they, won, they barely won against the Packers without Aaron Rodgers. They won against the Raiders. They won against the Cowboys. Won against the Broncos. The Raiders, again. So, I mean, most of these teams that I do see are Poinhauser, where some of these teams that they won against haven't been that great of a team. Um, certainly, they played the best teams in the beginning, um, at the time where, I mean, they played the Bills, they played, um, you know, the Chargers, they played the Ravens when they had Lamar Jackson. So um, certainly overall, um, a lot of things to consider. Um, let's transition now to, um, to the NBA, to basketball. Um, with us being gone for two weeks, certainly a lot of things happened um as far as wins and losses and storylines and all that, but um just want to focus more on our teams, you know, Hauser and Clinch Jazz, my Lakers. Um, you know, kind of a kind of some backstory here where um I mean when we last talked, I mean the Jazz were um just barely getting out of a slump. Um and I mean the Lakers are were the Lakers um certainly you know, a meh team, they're just 500. Um, but now with, you know, with the season almost coming up to midway, um, I mean, the jazz are now, unless anything changes, I think they're, um, I think they're are three, two and a half, three games behind the one, the one C, which is the warriors. Um, and then the Lakers, of course, they are around in the play-in tournament. So um, certainly more optimism when it gets to when it comes to the Jazz. Um, and then my Lakers, it's just uh, just won't talk about it. But I want to get your guys' thoughts on your Jazz so far, and do you see them, you know, getting into the one seed?
2: I think, like Clint said from the very beginning of our podcast before this season started, Golden State, Phoenix, and Utah are going to compete for the one seed, two seed, and three seed. They've already separated themselves from everyone. I mean, they're they're already three. Utah, being the third seed, is three games ahead of Memphis. And then the five seed, they're eight games ahead of them. So... (laughs) Or the four seed Memphis. But I see like those three are just kind of pulling away. I mean, Phoenix and Golden State have traded back and forth, wins and losses. Utah has finally played one of them, and they lost to Golden State barely yesterday or two days ago.
0: It was on Saturday. So Oh,
2: Saturday. Now my days all blurred together. Either way, it was on Saturday they played. But Utah has a good chance. I mean, they have a good chemistry. I think they're playing well as a team with their new additions with Whiteside. And Rudy Gay has been really helpful with bringing in extra scoring and some good defense. Um, We'll see how they fare now that Joe Ingles just got COVID, and we'll see how it spreads throughout Utah. And Utah has a lot of people with injuries at this moment. Hopefully they can get healthy by time April happens because if they keep going, they'll, they'll be in the playoffs and hopefully they'll be in one of the top three seeds at that time. Unfortunately, Lakers, yeah, I, they'll be in the play-in game because I just don't see them dropping out of that, but I don't think they're going to be anywhere but the play-in game, so...
0: Yeah, uh, like Josh said, uh, we uh, last time we talked, the Jazz had just got out of a slump. Uh, they were on a good win streak, and then right after that, they lost to San Antonio at home, blew a 17-point lead, then lost to Washington uh, by six. They blew a- another lead. And then they went to sh- against Charlotte, we were up by, like, 19, 19 in the third quarter. And they almost lost that game. Uh, and then they went on a nice win streak uh, after that loss to Washington before lo- losing to Golden State. And so, you know, and Donovan has been looking pretty dang good uh, the last whole bit. And we're on a five-game road trip right now. Uh, pretty brutal. You know, we played New Orleans last night and got the win. We play Denver tomorrow night. Then we go to Toronto, then Indiana, and then Detroit before coming back home for a one-game homestand against Cleveland. And like Hauser said, uh, Joe Ingles just entered protocols and the first Jazz player to do all year long. And then we've got a slew of people that are banged up that are questionable for tomorrow. I think Rudy's questionable for tomorrow tomorrow. there's a few others that I sent house earlier thing that showed how, who is questionable for tomorrow. So it'll be interesting, you know, to see, uh, especially this January, January is a pretty rough month for the jazz. And if this is the time we start having injuries and COVID and all that stuff might be a hard time to have all that, but the jazz are resilient. And I think they can have people step up and, uh Competing for the one spot, I think we can, but it's also like, do we want it? Like, last year, we got the one seed, and did it help us out that much? No. So, uh, we'll see. We'll see where the Jazz are. We've still still got lots of basketball games left, and uh, I think, like I said at the first year, I think the Jazz, Phoenix, and Golden State are going to continue to separate themselves from the rest of the pack, and... I just hope they continue to play well. Uh, it was nice to see them finally lose to a good team instead of a team they shouldn't lose to. And Golden State, that was a great game. Uh, Curry played his magic right at the end. You know, Iguodala hit that three weight that just kind of put the game away. And, and then the thing about Golden State is Clay Thompson's coming back this month. And that could become very scary if he comes back and he's playing as well or even better than he was when he got injured. So Not
1: not just this month, potentially this Sunday.
0: Okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So for the one seed, I, I don't think the Jazz are going to get there by the end of the year. It would be cool if they did, but I think Golden State is going to be number one, Jazz number two, and Phoenix number three by the end of when it's all said and done. So it'll be interesting to see how it all plays out. Uh, I agree with Hazard. The Lakers will be in the play-in, but I don't think they're going to get much further than that. Like, I mean, Davis out right now. You know, they've had a couple good wins uh, the last little bit, but it's also like, you know, it's like they're playing this Sacramento tonight. If they lose to Sacramento, you're just like, okay, it's just the same old Lakers. that can't can't win without their star players, or even with their star players. So. I think they'll be there in the end and they might can compete and win a few games in the playoffs just because they have LeBron. Uh, But I think they're just a first round exit again. Sorry, Josh.
1: (laughs) I mean, it's certainly not a good year so far for being a Lakers fan. I mean, when we look at the past, let alone five games, I mean, LeBron has put up MVP caliber numbers. I mean, you look at, just pulling up a few games that they've had of late. I mean, LeBron, 26 points, um, going to the trailblazers where he had the season high 43. Um, Grizzlies, even though they lost, LeBron scored almost 40. Um, And then the Rockets, he scored 32. So as of late, and like I mean, even going back to the Christmas game, they're almost forty points, and so it's just insane the numbers that he's putting up like the last you know few weeks with his age and um I mean, certainly my my anxiety hits every time I see Russell Westbrook with the ball, like for Pete's sake, he has the worst hands. I have a point guard that I've seen in a long time. Like I just assume he's just going to turn it over. However he does it, I don't care. Um, but it doesn't discredit, you know, how LeBron's playing. LeBron's playing amazing, like MVP numbers as of late. Um, and certainly, I mean, I'll, I'll give him credit. I'll still have them be in the playoffs. Cause I think, with the way they're playing now and the way LeBron is, he's just not going to let the Lakers slide off that easily. Um, whether if it's the 10th seed, the 9th seed, the 8th seed, the 7th seed, at least the playing tournament. Um, and certainly one thing that's also coming up um, that can also involve my Lakers and your guys at um, is the trade deadline. There's always rumors going around with the trade deadline. Um, you guys have talked about You guys think the Jazz don't need to trade anyone. Um, I mean, the Lakers, on the other hand, the GM is, you know, trending always about LeBron trying to trade all of his players away. Um, I mean, certainly it's something to be looked at. Um, What if it's trading for Westbrook? And even trading AD, I'm perfectly fine with it. Um, Whatever gets us what we need. Um, even if it is Ben Simmons, I mean, I don't like his offense, offensive shooting, but his defense is what we need because we've been lacking defense and he's one of the great, he's been first team, all defense for the past few years. So his defense is there. Um, and so, and other other teammates as well. I mean, THT, um, you know, people have always joked about, you know, why don't you give up THT for Kyle Lowry? Um, because when you look back at the time, um, THT had potential, and he's certainly not living up to that potential. Um, so I think the Lakers are now more inclined to, um, you know, trade him. Um, you know, Jeremy Grant has been into the mix as of late um, for both my Lakers and your Jazz. You know, there have been some rumors that you guys may go after him as well, and he's probably the biggest one on the market to trade for. Um, I mean, I yeah, can talk I, about all the scenarios I want and what I've seen at the end of the day, I chose Rob Palenka to do his magic. Um, I think whatever needs to be done, I think will get done. Um, whatever it is for him game. I mean, as long as you don't touch LeBron James, I mean, he's the only player I feel like he should be exempt. Everyone else free game.
0: Yeah. Guys, they your thoughts tra- on your jets? They- They aren't trading LeBron. Like, that's not going to happen. No. Uh, I think the Lakers will make a trade or two or three or four by the trade deadline. Or 10
1: or everyone except for LeBron.
0: Yes. Uh, I think the only way they can compete, again, is if they do. And so um, the Jazz, I don't necessarily think the Jazz need to make a trade. If you can go get Grant without giving away any of your core, like if you trade Joe Ingles, some picks or something like, obviously it's going to take more than that. But I think if you can keep your core of uh, Donovan, Bogey, Gobert and Mike and still get grant, I think that would be, I would be all for that. I don't know if it's possible. I think Bogey might have to be involved in that trade, but I actually really like Bogey. There's a lot of people that don't like him. I hate when he dribbles the ball. That's when he, you know, Westbrook gives you anxiety. Bogey gives me anxiety when he does that, uh, but he's still a great player. And I think he's a big part of the jazz championship piece. If we're going to win, but if you can go get grant and keep your core, I think that's incredible. Even you have to trade Royce. like, you know, Royce is good for his defense, but that's, you know, about the extent of Royce. So once in a while, he'll, you know, he hustles really well and then he'll shoot a three and make it and, you know, big moments. But if you can get grant, I think you do it, but uh, besides that, I really don't see anything the Jazz need to do. They made a trade today to open up a salary—I mean, a roster spot. They traded away Oni to the Thunder uh, for a pick or something, and Oni's contract was going on this Friday was going to become guaranteed, so that's why they traded it. I don't think—I really don't think uh, there's any need to. But like I said. if you can go get Grant and keep your core. I think you do it. But that's that's the extent of trading that I think the Jazz need to do because I think they're just fine where they're at. Just got to clean up a few things and not blow leads.
2: Um I mean, you guys said pretty much everything I was going to say. I, I really think the Lakers are going to go do some – trade trade moves um they need to. I think I would personally get rid of A D, but just because he's injury prone. I think the Jazz are gonna do something just because of their move today. I think the Jazz have something they want to do. Let's see if it happens. I don't know. I really I really like this team they have now. I don't care to get rid of uh Royce O'Neill. Yeah they say his defense is good but I don't think it's the greatest and Donovan Mitchell's actually defense has become pretty decent if not better this year which I like him playing defense Um, and really like Gobert is just the key like all the jazz players just kind of guard the three pointer and then let Rudy do the rest so uh, I I don't know We'll see what the Jazz do, and I think the Jazz have a good team. I think the addition of Rudy Gay could be that difference for them this year, but we'll see um, what happens in the playoffs. So,
0: Before we move on, Josh, mm-hmm. let's talk for two seconds about the Eastern Conference. First of all, Brooklyn, Kylie Irving's coming back second of all, Chicago is two games above Brooklyn now. And DeMar DeRozan did something that no one's ever done the other night.
1: Yeah. Two I nights mean, in a row. Yeah. I mean, I sent it to you guys, um, you know, recently where he is first, uh, the first night a few days ago where he hit the buzzer beater. And then sure enough, he did it again. um, which kind of helped prevail Chicago to the one seed in front of the Nets. Um, Chicago's legit. Um, I mean, you could talk about Lonzo, you could talk about Caruso, um, but their biggest piece added recently was DeMar DeRozan. Um,
0: he's, he's literally got people from other teams tweeting about him being MVP. Like, yeah, I just thought it was crazy because both games they were down to he hadn't hit a three the whole game and he hits a three at the buzzer. (laughs) One was on December 31st. The next one was on January 1st. So he hit one in the to send off the year and to start the year
1: to start the year. So
0: it was just pretty crazy.
1: I mean, I'm shaking my head because the Lakers had an opportunity to sign him in free agency, but they decided to go away from him. So have a chance to get Buddy Heel and DeMar DeRozan, you know kind of shaking your head at that but again like to give credit to chicago i mean they're legit um they are really a playoff contender and that can that can compete with teams like the nets and um milwaukee um and so yeah the easter conference is is shaking up quite a bit especially with you know now the nets bringing back Kyrie, so the big the big headline here is what's gonna do what that's gonna do for the Nets. Um, you know, for most of the season it was Kevin and James Harden and one of them was getting one of them was hurt, so it was basically the other one just kind of, you know, taking the ropes there. Um so I think if I remember correctly, um I think Kyrie's first game is tomorrow against the Pacers. If I remember correctly, I think that's yes, his first game back. Correct. Yes, so correct. tomorrow is going to be the first action. I mean, yeah, yeah, they're playing the Pacers, which they're kind of look, they're at a decline year. Um, they're going to do a rebuild. They're going to trade away their pieces, I think. Um, so, I mean, it is the Pacers, but I'm just more interested to see how the Nets are going to respond with Kyrie back. Um. With all the like drama ready
0: how, how's Kyrie going to look too? Like he hasn't played <laughs> organized basketball in a minute, so yeah, That'll be interesting to
1: see yeah, and so I mean, we can kind of see um, you know the some of the teams that are kind of ahead of the pack in the Easter Conference with Chicago, Brooklyn, Milwaukee. Of course, the heat's always going to be in it um, seventy six are kind of on a decline as well. Cleveland has been kind of in a slump as well. Washington certainly has become in a slump. I mean, they were in the top three seats and now they kind of jumped slump down a little bit. Um, I mean, that's always been the history with the Easter conference, um, but that's a conference that it's intriguing to me because I mean, just a lot of new faces in the playoff picture and things like that. It's certainly exciting to see. Um, and so, now, basketball. Let's get into our pick'ems For those of you who are new to listening, um, we do each week. We do we pick the teams that we uh, feel are going to win. Um, let's talk about the KSL pick-ems. Um Let's talk about you know the. We can p-
0: skip that one. We already talked about. Okay. When, yeah, so. I mean
1: we all we all pick Georgia, but yeah, just to kind of give you just to kind of give you guys sort of the results. Um, for the you case. You guys I'll can't pickings. catch
0: me. That's all I got to say. Yeah. Clint's going to be guys the, help yourself out in the bowl
1: games. Yeah. Clint's going to come out the winner here. He's 54 and 30. Um, Hauser is right behind with 49 and 35 and I'm last at 48 and 36. But as far as the point margin, Hauser's not that far behind from Clint. He's about a little under, uh, 200 points. um, Away from Clint, but you um, still
0: can't catch me. So
1: yeah, so <laughs> so that's our KSL Pickhams until next year. Um, Clint will be will hold the title for the KSL, you know, Pickham champ. Um, let's go to the NFLs, which bound on my part, I didn't keep the records, So Clint how's I hope you kept the records for the I, past yes, two weeks. I
0: actually uh, just did all that today. Uh, okay, perfect. So the records. Uh, After our two-week break, Hauser, Josh, sorry, I'll start with who's leading. Josh is leading at 46 and 39. Hauser, I'm next at 44 and 41, and Hauser is at 43 and
2: 42. Is that NFL?
0: This is the NFL, yes.
2: Okay. Okay. I was like, there's no way Josh is now beating me in the NBA. No,
0: no, you're <laughs> I'll tell you right now, you're still leading the NBA.
1: <laughs> All right. So we got the pick'ems for the NFL, we got the five games. We typically pick five games for the NFL and NBA. Um, what's unique this week is there's actually two games that are gonna happen um Saturday. So uh, the first game that we have on Saturday is the Chiefs at the Broncos. Um, I'll start off here. Um, I mean, the Broncos started off well with the first four games and they're not looking so hot. Um, this is pretty easy for me. I got the Chiefs winning in this one.
2: I I agree. I think the Chiefs have more to win here and the Chiefs are playing good football. So I have the Chiefs winning.
0: Yeah, I'd be very shocked if the Chiefs didn't win this game. So yes, I have, I have the Chiefs winning as well.
1: All right, we got a sweep. Um, next, next uh, game we have on Saturday is the Cowboys at the Eagles, the classic division rival here. Um, I mean, the Cowboys win; um, they are basically guaranteed a first, um, first home game in the playoffs, if I remember correctly. Um, so, this could be a big game for them. Um, We'll go around a little bit. Clint will start you off. Who has got? Who do you have winning this one?
0: Yeah, this is a big game for both these teams. Like They can put them in playoff positioning. Like both of these teams are in the playoffs. The Cowboys would like to have home-field advantage against the Cardinals instead of having to go to Arizona. Uh, but I think they're going to just continue to have that decline from last week losing, and I think the Eagles are going to win this game.
1: Houser?
2: I mean, so the Cowboys aren't going to lose the fourth seed, no matter what, just because of how the football sh- playoffs are set up. Are you sure? Yeah, it's the winner. I thought I, read
0: that, I thought I read that if they lose and the Cardinals win, the Cardinals will get the fourth seed.
2: No, nope, the top or is it four seeds. Because seas, of their division. Is yeah, the top four seeds oh, go okay. to the division. So okay. well I still Dallas have the Eagles will, winning. which makes yeah. sense. Dallas will always be the 4 seed. They can't go up or down from there. I have the Eagles winning. I think this game means more to them. I think Dallas might set a few people. So I have Eagles winning.
1: Yeah, this this is a tough one. Um because Dak Prescott has been sort of in a slump the second half of the season. The Eagles. Everyone counted them out. Everyone said like this is a rebuild year. Um, try to get like the f- top picks or whatever you want to look at. But they're like, no, we we can compete. Um, and Jalen Hurts has certainly helped them to prove that. Um, and, but I have a good feeling on this, mainly because the Cowboys' defense is pretty pretty good. I will say they're pretty good, definitely better than last year. And I think their defense can give them a lot of trouble. So because of their defense, I actually have the Cowboys winning in this one.
2: Interesting fact I was reading today about Trayvon Diggs is he's given up the most yards to receivers this year, but also has the most picks most inter- this year. Most interceptions. So you so either... Yeah, either you're, you're either getting giving a up six or getting pick sixes.
0: <laughs> yeah, because he's yeah, going I, for I read... the he he's going for the pick six every time.
1: <laughs> yeah. But... And so we have our first two v one here. Um next up we have um another division rival. We have the Steelers and the Ravens. Um Hauser, I'll start you
2: off. Who do you got winning this one? Um, you know, I think the defensive player of the year, TJ Watt, is going to wreak havoc on the Ravens quarterback, whether it's Lamar Jackson or Huntley. And so I think the Steelers are going to win this one.
1: Yeah, I got the Steelers winning this one. I mean, certainly a lot has to happen for the Steelers to make the playoffs. Um, but they're going to do whatever they can to, um, To get the win, because I mean, if they lose, then they're automatically out. So, um, with all that, I got the Steelers winning in this one.
0: Yeah, this is a big game for both teams because both teams have to win and then have other things happen in order for them to make playoffs. Um, That being said, just because you guys picked the Steelers, I am going to pick the Ravens. I think they're going to. I think if Lamar Jackson's back, they can win this game. It's at home. They know what's on the line, uh, and even if they do win and don't make it, they'll feel good sending Roethlisberger off with a loss because he's been a pain in their sides for years. So I have the Ravens winning.
1: All right, we got another 2v1 pick. Um, Next game, we got the 49ers at L.A. I'll start off with this one. Um, Certainly not a fun situation here with the Saints having a more – Kind of a crappy team they're playing against, but I think the four nines are going to do everything that they can. Um, I mean, they beat them before soundly. Um, I think they can do it again, uh, especially with their defense, with the front four that they got. Corners are going to be a factor, but I think overall the 49ers can hold their ground. So I got the 49ers winning in this one. Not yes, I wrote it.
0: I wrote it down, and you didn't. You didn't make me. Knock it out this
2: time. so <laughs> Not a chance, Josh. Not a chance. I'm going with the Rams. I already gave my two cents to this. I think the Rams are a better team. Yeah,
0: Rams are going to win. Saints are going to win. Saints are going to get in the playoffs. 49ers aren't. So, there
1: you go. All right. We'll see. Next, the final one is we have the the Sunday Night Football uh, we got the Chargers at the Raiders. Um, I believe you guys all picked the Chargers, right? Or did I mishear that?
0: No, I'm I'm picking the Raiders.
1: And
2: Howser's picking Justin the Chargers. Herber, Justin Herbert, <laughs> Justin Yeah, I got the Chargers.
1: <laughs> I mean, the Raiders had one of the craziest up and down seasons I've ever seen. I mean, going from their head coach to, um. You know, losing John Madden, um, rest in peace to the all-time great. Um, I just think the Chargers have too much talent. You know, I've been thinking about this, you know, for the past little bit from us talking and, you know, going through the podcast, but I just think looking at their talent, I, I can just see the Chargers just, um, you know, rolling over, um, the Raiders, even though they're playing at Vegas, um, I think the chargers certainly have the talent to win. So I got the chargers winning.
0: I think it's like the perfect game to finish the season off though. Like the winner of that gets in and it's yep. Sunday night. Win,
1: so. win or go home. So <laughs> I'm excited for this one in particular. Um, so that's it with the pickums for the NFL, uh, final pickums that we'll go through are the NBA. Um, First game that we got is tomorrow with the Jazz at the Nuggets. That's a national. Let me League. give you
0: record. Yeah, probably. let's hear records. Oh yeah, just, sorry, just,
1: my, bad, my bad, my bad,
0: my bad. Hauser's good. sake. So Hauser leads at thirty-six and nineteen, and Josh and I are tied for a second at thirty and twenty-five.
2: What? What? I think I'm pulling away from you guys, and the
0: and the Clint curse was broken. Over the over the, That's what I was gonna
2: ask. Did the Clint I, I picked curse the Wizards
0: break? to win, and they won, and I picked Utah to win on Christmas Day, and they won. So.
2: But did you pick the Jazz to beat Golden State?
0: I did, but we all did.
2: No, so I no, chose no, Golden you did. State. You,
0: you chose Golden State, so but it's still not the Clint Curse. It was already broken.
2: It so. did break. It did break. You chose the team to win, and the Jazz lost. So yeah, I believe. The curse has been lifted, Clint. Lifted, okay.
1: All right. So the first game that we have is tomorrow, nationally televised game, the Jazz at Denver. Um, I'll start us off again um, with this matchup. Um, it's the big key factor is if um, the Jazz are healthy. I mean, if they don't really have anyone playing, then um, then that's going to be you know a factor. Um, and so I'm just going to go on a whim here, and based on the situation I'm seeing, I will have the Nuggets winning in this one tomorrow.
0: I'm going to, because the Clint curse is broken, I'm choosing the Jazz.
2: Clint, just because the curse is broken, I'm choosing the Jazz as well. But I also think they're they're just a better team, and they have I thought you were going to say,
0: I still don't trust it. I'm choosing the Nugs.
2: (laughs) No, I still think think the Jazz are a better team, and I think they're going to win. All right.
1: Next, we have the Celtics at New York. Clint, I'll start you off. Who do you got?
0: (sighs) I just don't know. I never know with the Knicks. They play good one game, then they suck the next game. So... (sighs) I, Even though it's in New York, I'm going to choose the Celtics. The Celtics have not been playing super great, and I think they need a win more than New York does, so I think the Celtics are going to win.
2: I I agree, jo- or Clint. I think the Celtics are going to win over the Knicks. I mean, they're playing for the 10th seed right now. Boston's only a half game ahead of the Knicks. So I think with Jason Tatum coming back, I think Boston... Is going to win.
1: Yeah, even though I hate the Celtic green, I got the Celtics winning in this one. <laughs> Clean sweep. Next, we got the Clippers at Phoenix. Howser, I'll start you off. Who do you
2: got? Phoenix. I, 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 are the Clippers even relevant anymore right now? I mean, I guess they're 19-19, but... No, I got Phoenix. I think Phoenix is just a better team. They're
0: head they're just right with the Lakers at 19 and 19, so
2: yeah, we're both 500.
0: That's the only relevance they have is the fact that they're with you know the same record as the Lakers So they're
2: so. both non-relevant or irrelevant, yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah even though the media talks about the Lakers all day every day. but um, I mean
1: when you look at the media standpoint, the Clippers <laughs> have always been irrelevant,
0: so <laughs> that's very true, very true. And I think they're going to be very irrelevant in this game too, and the Suns are going to blow them out.
1: Yep, I got the Suns. Another sweep. Let's see if we can continue the sweep. Um, next, we got the Bucks and Brooklyn. A um, few games after Kyrie gets back, and but if I'm actually yeah, if I'm correct, remember home. correctly, because it's a home game and he won't play in home games. Um, but I think with with this matchup. Um, I mean, KD is KD, Harden is Harden. I mean, yes, the Bucks have Giannis, but um, this is going to be more so a revenge game for Brooklyn. So I actually have Brooklyn winning in this one.
0: Yeah, it should be a good game because of the uh, the playoff series last year. But uh, I, even though it's in New York, I think the Bucs, they have been kind of up and down as of late. As long as they're healthy, I think the Bucks will
2: win this one. Ah, I'm the tiebreaker, ain't I? You know, just with my expertise in the NBA, I'm just going to have to choose...
0: Hauser, the NBA expert.
2: Hauser, the NBA expert. I got to choose Brooklyn on this one. I mean, I think Kyrie even though he's not playing this game, he's going to start bringing a little bit more energy to Brooklyn. So I think they're going to win this one. All
1: right. And last game we got is Atlanta at LA. Um, I'll finish this off with my team. Um, The Hawks of late have been, you know, up and down as well. Um, I mean, so have the Lakers. Um, but I think the way LeBron's been playing, I think he'll still continue with that momentum. And that energy certainly helps the Lakers in that case. I mean, Russ got to stop with the turnovers. But I'll have my Lakers winning in this one.
0: Yeah, Atlanta is definitely... Hauser's alluded to it a few times, but they were kind of a fluke into the Eastern Conference Finals last year. Uh, Trey Young is an amazing player. Uh, I don't know if you guys saw, but he scored 56 points in a loss against Portland the other night. So Atlanta's not very good this year, but neither are the Lakers. And I think Trey Young's going to go off, and they're going to win this game. So I have Atlanta winning, just because I don't like the Lakers. So
2: I have to say this, but I think the Lakers are going to win. Hey, yeah. I realized, Hauser, that you picked the Lakers
0: on – christmas day and josh didn't so and you were wrong
2: i was wrong josh was wrong
0: you were wrong you picked the lakers <sighs> christmas day and josh picked brooklyn so i was really so i had to double check that when i was looking at what you guys sent me because i was like am i looking at the right person's thing <laughs> i
2: i don't know i i wanted to say the hawks and i thought the hawks were gonna win but just sitting here looking at it looking the Players, I just think the Lakers will win this game. They're not playing. I mean, the Hawks aren't playing the best, so Lakers have a good chance.
1: Well, I'm Hauser. I'm proud of you. You've you joined. You joined the light here. (laughs) He's finally seen the light.
2: I would have, but every time,
0: every time, every time (laughs) I I choose the Lakers, they lose. So.
2: But I I'm also not, agree,
0: Hauser. you're not converting to a Lakers fan. Even no, close to.
2: no, heck no. <laughs> all
1: right. Well, that's all the time that we got for the 2v1 sportscast. That's our pickums. And those are our thoughts on the sports world out there. Again, we hope you guys had a Merry Christmas and a happy new year. And we hope that this upcoming year, this new year um, can bring, you know, hope into your life. And, get better each and every day and to you guys um how's your clip thank you for uh being you and doing all that you do and you know glad we're able to take time out of our lives to talk about sports and um you know so with all that being said peace out